Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Marketplace Risk's L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on the sharing of good economy. L. is also the chair of the Marketplace Risk Advisory Board. Please note, this podcast has been prepared for informational purposes and is not legal advice by the Marketplace Risk team or the presenters. The material discussed should not be construed as legal advice or a legal opinion on any specific issue. We urge you to consult a lawyer concerning your own situation and any specific legal questions you may have. Please contact us at info at marketplacebiz.com and we can put you in touch with the appropriate professional. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Al. And welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Becky Marsden, who is an underwriter at iBot. Hi, Becky, and welcome to the Platform Podcast. Hi, Elle. Thank you. And thank you very much for having me. Well, I'm pleased to be able to say that we actually did see each other in person, shocker, just a few weeks ago at the Sharing Economy Global Summit. So thank you um, to you and the iBot team for hosting such a great reception at the beginning of that event. It was really fun to to be there and to, to meet Very you all. Very much our pleasure. And so iBot, for those listening who don't necessarily know, can you explain a bit? Because I, I know that you are, an, and I think I'm going to get this right, an, an Apollo syndicate, but I, I also believe that might be changing very shortly. So, so do tell me a bit bit about iBot and and what um what it is exactly absolutely so um iBot stands for ensuring businesses of tomorrow today um you're absolutely right it is an apollo apollo syndicate a lloyds of london syndicate but as of the 1st of january 2022 um we will be uh, operating in standalone um lloyds of london syndicate status um meaning that um that the business where we're focused exclusively on the sharing economy and world of emerging mobility, um, will be run out of a Lloyds of London syndicate um, in and of its own right. Um, actually, really a, a market differentiator here for us in that um, an entire a syndicate in its entirety will be will, will be focused exclusively on on this market. Well, and also a, a sign of the times as well, because I, I suppose what also that means is that you know this. <laughs> The sharing economy isn't going anywhere if if it's reached this stage. Do, do you right. think that? Yeah, yeah, that... yeah but very absolutely. Um, I think the the really exciting um, phase is is uh, has only just begun. Really, we're, we're, there's it's oft spoken of this um, this figure of the the sharing economy is expected to reach three hundred and thirty five billion dollars by twenty twenty five. Honestly, that statistic is likely a little bit stale. Um, by now, because that the exponential growth that the sector has been experiencing is probably <laughs> potentially mm. um, will will lead lead to quite an upwards revision of that. But the way we see it, um, the future is not going to be about coining this phrase of the sharing economy. The sharing economy is very much the, the economy of the future. The yes. access, the way people access um, goods and services, and um, and also the way in which we all move around. Um, it's, it is the world of the future. It's, it's not going to be niche business. No, and it would be great the day that we'll be able to chat and say, gosh, do you remember when we used to call it the sharing economy and, and now it's exactly. just the economy. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so I bought itself. I know that you've been 
there for uh, around a year. But can you tell me briefly about, about how I, that ca- it came about? I didn't know that that's what the name meant. So yes. I'm really uh, happy yes. to to finally work that out. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course, with, with pleasure. So the um, as mentioned, we we focus on underwriting um, exclusively um, the emerging risks within the the sharing economy and and world of um, future mobility. Um, so really. Um, across what what's quite a diverse array of sectors i'll get, go into um, some key, key points in a moment but um the the seed of concept was really sown a number of years ago when it became apparent um that when it comes to the sharing economy um and the innovative clients operating in this space um the, the traditional insurance products um insurance solutions as we as we would like to um term them are not fit for purpose for these clients then they're not fit for purpose when it comes to the nature of the risks um, themselves and they're not fit for purpose to the extent that they're inflexible Um, insurance products need to be bespoke they need to be reactive um, and they need to uh, be able to um, form the basis of a partnership with an insured to grow uh, from day one through to business maturity, whatever business maturity might may end up looking like. So um, this seed of concept was actually sown in the context of discussions a number of years ago with Airbnb, um, obviously a name everyone is now very familiar with, um, and has grown out from there really to across the subsectors that, that we're currently looking at. Um, and I say currently because really there's no um, there's no predetermined scope to where the sharing economy and world of emerging mobility will take us all. Um, so key sectors really would be accommodation sharing, as just touched upon, um, peer-to-peer vehicle leasing, um, on-demand delivery, last-mile delivery, autonomous vehicles, micromobility, and service sharing. And I presume that that is, you know, changing, growing, and it's really kind of like, this is where we are at the moment. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. changing in terms of what all of these sectors look like on a day to day basis, um, and also changing potentially in in terms of new businesses that are are yet to have come into existence. So um, who knows what, what in a year's time, other new businesses will be in contemplation, other ways in which um, we're facilitating access to assets um, and services that haven't yet been contemplated. No, it's brilliant, isn't it? And this is what's so exciting about this space is you just don't know what's coming next. And and every time some new idea appears, you think, why didn't anyone think of that before? It's brilliant. And um, yeah, and then it becomes yeah, totally a, a mainstream. Um, so you talk about fit for purpose. Interesting. What What makes ensuring sharing economy platforms difficult or different or you know to to ensuring regular companies why was what was in existence not fit for purpose yes it's it's an excellent question and and really something that um we, we love to talk about to be honest because the really what's required for these unique um and constantly evolving businesses is is a bespoke approach to um creating insurance solutions they a a product um in its traditional form um is is unlikely to work for a sharing economy business simply because the nature of the risk the nature of the business itself um cannot really be pigeonholed um they're new 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 business models 
um, for which new approaches to risk management and risk mitigation are required. But really the key here is that the how the business looks and operates on day, let's call it day minus 180, um, when these conversations might first start happening with, with potential startups um, through to business maturity, um, they're not the same. It, you can't have a static insurance product. Um, the suite of solutions will evolve and look completely different from um, business uh, infancy through to business maturity. And you need an underwriting approach um, that will adapt and and react to the business as it grows. I think really um, not purely in a reactive stance, though, of course, you, you we're talking about facilitating the growth of these businesses, um, enabling innovation. Um, we need to react to the businesses, but we also need to be proactive and um, anticipate the requirements of these businesses so that we can create solutions um, that will push them forwards, enable them to grow, enable them to innovate. Insurance isn't just the last thing on the shopping list of companies that they they have to buy. Um, it's not just a mandatory purchase. Um, it can actually be seen as a facilitator. And that's what that's what is required of an insurance product when it comes to the sharing economy. Do you think that there's an education piece as well in that do you think founders in this space might need to know that insurance is part of their growth strategy as and, and not just, as you say, this sort of bolt-on piece that, you know, is, is a sort of necessary requirement. Do you think that, that there's a lack of understanding of that amongst the founder community? I don't, I actually, I think, um, so breaking that down into two parts, in terms of the, the education, absolutely agree. Um, we form a partnership with our insureds, we engage um, from, from from the beginning in a continuous um, discourse to understand the business and also inform their risk management um, they there's not a it's not a lack of understanding or lack of awareness um, in the strictest sense it's more we like to really um, collaborate and and try to enhance um, the business as much as possible. The the education comes through partnership. Um, it's not that our our insured founders are not aware of the benefits of insurance um, or the necessities around around insurance, but we feel we can really um, we can add something. We augment um, the value uh, provided by this product, and by working together. Um, of course, that there's an element of education, but there's there's also um, there's also just a, this sense of of partnership um, long term, not just not just on an annual basis at, at renewal. Um, we, we end up in a position where we, we really have a quite quite a close relationship with um, with our insureds where where there is desire for that to be the case. And that must make your job enjoyable. Um, which 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 sort of leads me neatly on to asking you about your job because as a insurance lay lay person if that's the right word I'd I'd be interested to know about what uh, an underwriter does and especially for a a, you know a company like iBot and 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 maybe what even your your typical day is like because I, I sounds like you you have some interesting companies that you speak to but I, I would love to know a bit more about what you actually do 
of course well we we um there is there's no no such thing really as a typical day i'm absolutely delighted to say because um (laughs) there's no such thing as a typical client and we're very much a client-centric business um every um insurance solution that we write with our insurance is bespoke um to, to the requirements of that business um so parking the traditional underwriter role obviously we're, we're analyzing data um we we are looking to ultimately um put together usage-based insurance solutions for our sharing economy and emerging mobility clients um using a very data-driven approach to underwriting um in in complete partnership with our insureds who are um by their very nature data-driven access to huge amounts of data um, that we're able to digest and utilize and um, work together to create these usage-based insurance solutions so that the the client um, not only has the um, the coverage that that they require in order to um, enhance their business and continue to innovate but they will only pay for the insurance that they need um, that that underwriting process is is you know, perhaps more aligned with um, there's the, the traditional role of the underwriter in terms of um, data analysis and um, understanding your client's business. But the key differentiator here is the partnership with our insureds um, and uh, complete transparency when it comes to the what is driving um, the uh, the insurance solutions that we're offering to our clients, which. Um, from my perspective, and I, and I think my, my team would also echo these comments, um, makes makes the, an element of being an iBot underwriter extremely rewarding in that um, we're transparent with our clients in what's driving our pricing, and it helps, therefore, inform their risk management. They're able to um, improve their risk management processes so that they see uh, a, a direct um real money impact in the premiums that they're being charged that's obviously excellent for them from a from a pure cost perspective but also helps their their business run better um we're not just about um as you mentioned um quite correctly a moment ago the the bolt-on insurance piece at at the end we're part of the overall puzzle um and through our partnerships with our insureds we better inform their risk management it leads to cost savings of course but it also leads to a, be- a better business, um, a better business and a greater sense of trust with their clients, um, knowing that they are engaging with a platform um, who have um, an adequate insurance program sitting behind them. Mm-hmm. And uh, fundamentally, the sharing economy when it comes to the end user is an economy of trust. And you mentioned the the team there um, at, at at iBot. Can you tell me a bit more about the the other roles that that are necessary to make all this happen? Because I mean, I've had the pleasure of meeting some of your colleagues at the office a few weeks ago, but you know, I'm not necessarily clear on on what roles roles they play in um, in making it all happen. Of course, yes. So. Um... We, as mentioned, we uh, we have a very data driven approach to underwriting, and reflective of this, um, we have in fact more actuaries than we have underwriters on our team. Uh, we also have a number of data scientists, um, and uh, we all work together um, cohesively. Um, underwriters, actuaries, data scientists, portfolio managers to make sure that we have um, 
we have the the, the skill set across the board um, to, to tailor um, these bespoke products for our clients. Um, it's very just as our our relationships with our um, clients are um, very much partnerships and um, in in framed in the um, in the context of collaboration, we operate in just the same manner within our team. It's a collaborative environment um, with a broad range of skill sets um, designed at uh, producing the best um, possible insurance solutions for our clients. And you personally, Becky, I'd love to hear about how you got into this and and, and what were you doing before Ibot? And, and did you have an interest or much knowledge around the sharing economy and the platform economy b- before? Um, so it's, it's a great question. I um, and I, I'm an example of one of the um, the, the members of Ibot who um, have tr- transitioned across from um, one of the more traditional lines of insurance to specifically move into um, a sharing economy and emerging mobility focused role. Um, I was previously a credit and political risk underwriter, um, had been for um, a a number of years before actually becoming aware of the sharing economy, to be honest. Um, I directly approached um, Chris Moore, who's the head of IBOT, in order to um, engage in conversation about this, what I I genuinely believe to be um, the future of uh, global commerce and also the future of of the, the way... Um, humanity will move around the globe and um, very much was very much focused on moving in to this sector Mm. Uh, no previous experience within Mm. the sharing economy um, no previous experience even within um, the traditional casualty market Uh Um, it's it was driven by a desire to be part of uh, what is the fastest growing business trend in global history and um, putting myself in a position to be um, within embedded within a, 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 a market first mover. Um, did, so, you, so for me, it was an absolute no brainer. Yeah. Do you remember what first piqued your interest or do you remember, you know, sort of reading about something or because, you know, to me, it was, it was the classic sort of ooh, Airbnb. What's that moment quite a few years ago? Um, but uh, do, you, do you remember what actually um, prompted you to, to contact Chris and, and start the ball rolling? Yes. Yeah, so the um, the driver for me um, was was cumulative. Um, so as as we all do, I spend a lot of time reading um, uh, the financial press and also the the general um, uh, general economic driven news um, on a macro level. Um, and th- there's been this very distinct trend um, towards access, um, priority of access over ownership when it comes to assets, um, the the, uh, the sharing of services um, f- for some time now and. I became aware of iBot um, being um, a, a, an insurance proposition focused exclusively on this sector, and thought this is this is a conversation I need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I want to be. I want to be in a business that that is the future, and and also do it at a time where you're still able to have an impact at the beginning of this exciting. Mm-hmm growth trajectory um it's that the it so the interest was cumulative um I did a lot of research and um 
thankfully there's a lot out there to read um, yes. and being insurance focused um <laughs> to be quite frank um it was it was the most obvious decision that i i could have made in in terms of making that initial approach and um thankfully uh, I find myself where I am today. <laughs> now, I'm going to put you on the spot slightly because I'm going to ask you, you have this, obviously, this interest in, in the access over ownership model. Do Does that translate into your day-to-day life? Are you a, an Airbnb user? Do you rent your party dresses? How how much of it have you actually taken on um, the, in reality? Of course. No, very, very happy to answer that question. Um <laughs> I I am um, an avid Airbnb user. Um, I've yet to rent um, my own apartment out on it, but it's something that I have given um, genuine thought to um, in the past. I have rented a number of um, uh, items of clothing uh, on the rental platforms, you know, the, the kind of things that we would ordinarily spend quite a lot of money on and then only wear once. Mm. Um, I do not own a car. Um, my household doesn't have a car. We we use the um, the rental platforms for that. Um, and uh, I live in central London, and I am absolutely completely encircled in um, e-scooter um, docking bays. Oh, so yes, I, I'm <laughs> I'm very, I'm a huge supporter of the sharing economy. You are walking um, the talk. True, I am brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, so, Becky, next year is is it's going to be a bit bit different, presumably. And um, well, we're all hoping it's going to be a bit different for many reasons. But uh, in for for iBot, you you've got this um, change happening in January. How is that going to affect your day to day work? What's twenty twenty two looking like for you? Oh, it's extremely exciting. Um, the day to day. Our focus will re- remain the same. Um, we're client. Uh, the client is at the centre of everything we do, um, as is data. Um, in that in that sense, we're truly aligned w- um, with our insureds. In that da- data isn't just central to what they do. Data is what our clients do. Um, that from that perspective, nothing will change. But what's truly exciting is the opportunities that that this status opens up for us. Um, we have a number of avenues that we're looking to really um, pursue um, and focus on. Um, to our mind, for example, embedded insurance um, is the future when it comes to the sharing economy platforms. Um, and it, we're now in a, an extremely strong position to pursue those opportunities and, and work with a number of very exciting partners um, existing and and I'm sure um, many new as well. Um, it's yes, it, a lot. There's a lot on the horizon. Day to day is very much the same because we, um, uh, as I say, we're, we're focused on our clients, and that means that no day is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the opportunity out there, the, the limits are limits are absolutely um, boundless as far as we're concerned. Looks exciting, and I, I often speak to founders who are at such an early stage with their platform they think that they can't possibly engage in a conversation do your doors remain open regardless of how early on um, a platform might be are you always happy to talk to early stage founders absolutely yeah every everyone had um, a seed funding stage at some point um, we're extremely happy to engage. Um, we we have conversations with people who are pre-funding and just looking um, 
to map out um, their business processes and requirements. Um, and we have clients who are um, some of the biggest sharing economy and emerging mobility operators in the world. We we are happy to engage with all um, and uh, support them um, in their in their growth story and and really be part of that growth story. It must be very satisfying to watch founders go through the seed round to have these build these relationships with them and then you know see them uh, you know reach their series a series b and and beyond but for, Very from, much. from your point of view i suppose that is like watching you know watching your your uh, i don't know your your babies grow up and leave home because i suppose this is what you know this is what they're aiming for isn't it and if they can yes. do it um yeah with your support even better Yep, absolutely. We are our insurance solutions are um, supporting the innovation of our clients, and, and fundamentally, our clients are changing the world. That is a that is a fantastic um, point to end at, Becky. And it's been such a pleasure hearing about what you do because obviously, we, you know, at Marketplace Risk, we have a close relationship with the iBot team and we're you know we're always interested in what you're doing and and looking to partner with you to hear a bit more about what goes on behind your doors is really interesting so thank you for joining me today it's been an absolute pleasure thank you Al. thank you for tuning into the platform podcast be sure to follow us on social media at marketplace risk tune in next week for another podcast